Part of our worship is to uh, include our offering. And the reason why we don't just add a little slide in the beginning or a slide at the end is because we really believe that it's part of our worship experience to actually give our tithes and offerings. And although I know for you in the room, you know, putting your offering in that little yellow box or doing it online right now is a little unusual. But we still acknowledge it. We still bless it. We still remember it. Those of you online, you'll see the little bar up there, how to do it. It's part of our worship. So Jesus, Jesus, King Jesus, be pleased to receive our offerings, our tithes. Use them for your kingdom, would you? We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Oh, I've been thinking about joy this week. Not because I've been feeling it necessarily. Anybody? Yeah. (laughs) But been thinking about it, praying about it, considering it. Uh, Because our topic this morning is joy of the world, quite appropriate for the Sunday before Christmas, don't you think? But here's the thing that hit me as I thought about joy to the world when I wasn't feeling it is it's really a prayer it's really a prayer let's look a little bit together we're going to unpack this but let's just review it might be that you've seen a couple of the Christmas I'm hearing a lot of feedback up here anybody else and the glory of the Lord shone around them can you see it and they were terrified and there were shepherds. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news, great tidings, we've heard it, that will cause great what? Joy for all the people. So today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah of the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. There's angels singing. There's shepherds doing things. We go into the manger and animals are lowing, whatever that is. All kinds of things are happening. And we sing about it. And we sing about it. And we try to feel it. <laughs> we, we try to remember, is this supposed to be joyous? What is that again? What is that again? We're going to unpack that a little bit this morning. I'm going to title this, titled Joy to the World, but... Really, I think a better title would be An Honest Christmas Conversation. (laughs) Let's pray. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to have an honest Christmas conversation. Thank you. And we pray, Holy Spirit, you are our teacher. We pray that whatever it is you want to point to towards Jesus, any part of what we need to know in this Christmas season story, Whatever it is, we're listening. We call our soul to attention. Give us ears to hear and hearts to receive in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. In September of 1998, 
I was standing in my kitchen by my stove. When big things happen, you remember where you were, right? You kind of do. I was standing by my stove. I'm listening to an encouraging worship song. It's about three weeks after our son Jeremy died. Many of you know our story. He drowned in a tragic accident at Hag Lake on August 9th, 1998. In September, I'm standing in my kitchen by the stove. I'm trying to be encouraged. And a clear thought comes to my mind. Some some of you know that for me, a clear thought means that I have to pay attention. I don't have those that often. So it's probably God's doing something. God speaks to us in different ways. For me, clear thought said, your call to lead worship did not die with your son. Yeah. So at the time I was leading worship here, and my first words out of this sassy little mouth was, fine, it'll be all sad songs. (laughs) I was just in one of those head spaces. Fine, what are you thinking, God? I got nothing. I've got nothing. There's no joy in here. How am I supposed to lead songs and even talk about that? Well, I'll find. It'll be all sad songs. What I didn't know, what I didn't know, is that the joy of my salvation would literally explode in me in those days following. I didn't know that. I didn't know that the joy of knowing death is not the final say over any one of us, the joy of that just would literally enlarge my heart. And what I didn't know, I hope someone is hearing me today, what I didn't know is that a human heart, the soul, can hold sorrow and joy together. God can expand the soul for both. I thought he'd have to heal one in order for the other to come. No, they can coexist. Sometime later, and I can't remember exactly when it was, sometime later, I was leading worship here, and I was in one of these offices. I've told this story before. But I was on my face on the floor, and I I said, Houston, heaven, we have a problem. We have a problem because I can't do it. The worship team was going to come in about an hour to get ready for the service. It's a Sunday morning. I can't do it. And worse than that, I don't care that I can't do it. What am I going to do? Uh-oh. It's a big problem. And as I laid there, it's interesting to me, once again, a clear thought came to my mind. Well, can you move your feet? Uh, I remember thinking, maybe. (laughs) But truly, I thought, well, yeah, I can move my feet. And again, another clear thought, if you will move your feet, I will do it. I will do it. And I'll help you care. So it took a little faith to move my feet, thinking he would do that. So, oh, my friends, I'm telling you, as I walk through this door, are you following me up there? Sorry. (laughs) So I walk through this door, this first step right here, I 
felt a filling of the Spirit that just was astounding to me. And I cared. (laughs) And I remember walking up to lead the songs thinking, people, we have a miracle on our hands here. (laughs) But I didn't want to interrupt the song. (laughs) We're already singing. You see, I, I tell you that story because of this verse. 1 Peter 8 and 9. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy for you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. It's so interesting. It's, to me, it's that inexpressible and glorious joy wasn't like this exuberant, like I was imagining the shepherds running to see this baby in the, in the manger running, like, you know, hair on fire. <laughs> not, not quite like that for me. When I took those steps, I wasn't running like that. I was curious, wondering. I'm thinking, I'll, I'll walk up here, but oh boy, God, you gotta do a thing. You gotta do a thing. And it's interesting to me and my friends, I really got emotional about it this week when I realized every time since that day, 20 some years, my friends, every time I step up here, I feel it. The filling of the spirit. He is faithful to people on their face. To people on their face who say, I don't have it. And I don't care that I don't have it. He's faithful. He's faithful. But sometimes you got to move your feet. Sometimes you got to move your feet. What does that look like? It's interesting, a verse I found this week, Romans fifteen thirteen. May the God of hope fill you with all what? You see it on there? Romans 15, 13. Let me try it again. May the God of hope fill you with all and as you so that you may what? Overflow with hope in the power of the Holy Spirit. Joy is not an emotion. It's a perspective. It's a perspective. See, happiness, okay, because that can come and go depending on my circumstance. Joy, this joy that he will give me, the God of hope will fill me. This joy is a perspective. In fact, when you do a little word study and you look at the word a little deeper, uh, yeah, 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 it means rejoice. But when you go into the root word, it means calm, calm gladness. Calm gladness. You see, I can be glad about Jesus coming, even if I'm struggling with a circumstance. I can have a calm gladness that he came anyway. It doesn't matter what my circumstance is. No one can take that away from me. I might not be happy. I may not be happy, but I can have a calm gladness in Jesus. I can have joy. 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 
Because the God of hope will fill me with joy and peace so that I am overflowing, overflowing with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Anybody need a little hope? This side does. This side you're fine. You you got plenty. (laughs) And online, yeah? Anybody need a little hope? I've been thinking about that so much. See, there is a calm gladness when we realize there's a bigger picture. There's a bigger picture at play. And God is in it. And God is in it. There's a bigger picture. God is in it. And he invites me into it by partnering with me. This God of hope giving me, filling me with joy and peace so that I can overflow with hope in, the, in my emotions, in, in the season, in my Christmas carols. No, in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what enabled me not a strong mind that comes and goes. <laughs> Not even a strong decision that comes and goes. <laughs> Not a, a good day. Those come and go. The power of the Holy Spirit, dependable. Dependable. Unpredictable. But dependable. <laughs> oh, we can depend on the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's okay if the word joy makes you kind of go, oh, oh boy, I don't know. Like a joy of the world. Y'all sing it. I'll just listen. <laughs> I understand that. I do. I do. Some of us have buried dreams, buried loved ones, buried hopes. I understand. And we do. <clears throat> what we're excited to share is that even so, even so, the person and presence of Jesus can bring and fill by the power of the Holy Spirit, joy, joy. <clears throat> Excuse me. And this is how joy of the world then can become a prayer. I mean, really, when you think of these words, it's interesting. It wasn't joy in the world, the Lord. It's joy to the world. If you think about it, it's a prayer. Joy to the world. Gladness. Why? The Lord has come. The earth receive her king. Let every heart do what? Prepare him room. And heaven and nature, you and I and all those angels who are busy, <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but they're in the room too. They're in the room too. Heaven and nature sing. We come together glorifying Jesus. He rules the world with truth and grace. Thank you. And makes the nations prove the glories of his what? Righteousness. Oh, and the wonders of his love. Wonders of his love. This is a beautiful prayer. When you think of it that way, it's a beautiful prayer to sing over your life and over the life of people this week. This week. We, we have not had an easy couple of years, have we? By we, I mean all of us. <laughs> we lost normal. Some of us lost normal and other things, other people. We've, it, we are still adjusting. 
Still, just when we think normal's come back, oh, no, it hasn't. <laughs> right? Oh, no, it hasn't. What, what do people do? I don't know how people without Jesus do it, but I do know that if we're on our face, on the floor, and we're saying, I don't know what to do, I don't have it, God says, will you move your feet? Because I do. I do. And I will empower you to do whatever it is I'm asking you to do. I just knew that this morning we are going to close this service with this song. And I just knew it was to be a prayer. A prayer over you and a prayer over anyone that comes to your mind as you sing it. And a prayer for this week as you go out into that world. Does anyone need joy to the world sung over them? Yeah, anyway. Yeah, online, you can, yep, me. You can just put me. <laughs> Do the checkout folks, wherever you go this week, need joy to the world? Yes. So let's get practical. How can we do that? We can be kind. If God can get me off my face and fill me with the Holy Spirit for 20, over 20 years, my friends, he can help you be kind when you're stressed and don't want to be. He can help you be kind. He can help you smile. He can help you think of someone else's needs over your own. He can help you get perspective. Did you hear that part? He can help you get perspective, which is so easy to do when you're in the middle of a thing, right? So easy to lose your perspective. Joy is having our eyes on the bigger picture. God is in it. He calls us to partner with him. And I just knew this morning was all about praying this song, thinking about it together and praying this song. So worship team, come on up. We are simply going to pray in this song. And I'm just going to ask, it might be that as, as you think about this song, you realize, oh, I, I need to get something out of the way, right? I, I need to give God my perspective so he can give me his, that, that surrender. Maybe God is saying, uh, you'll hear it almost sometimes audibly, this knocking on your heart. Would you trust me with that one? Would you give me that one again? You did before, give it to me again. 